you'll go to Genesis chapter 5. And I'm going to start reading in verse 18. This is, this is the, the, the genealogy of the, the patriarchs. It's, uh, it's the so-and-so begat so-and-so and lived this many years. And they begat so-and-so and lived this many years. And in verse 18 it says, And Jared lived an hundred and sixty and two years and begat Enoch. And Jared lived after, lived after he begat Enoch 800 years. Can you imagine living for 800 years? Now there's some, there's some debate about what constitutes. There was no Jewish ca- calendar at this time. There, there's some debate about what constitutes a year, but let's just take it at face value. Can you imagine living for 800 years? Man, some weeks, I'm like, Lord, come quickly. Rapture us, Lord. But it says that he, after he begat Enoch, he lived 800 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Jared were 960 and two years, and he died. And Enoch lived 60 and five years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. That's what I want to zero in on tonight. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. And I want to talk to us about Enoch's example for a few minutes tonight. Lord, help us tonight. I thank you. Lord, first for your presence that's in this place and for allowing us to gather together. Lord, brothers and sisters, saints, Lord, your children coming into our Father's house tonight. And I know that you have something that will help us. Lord, use me, Lord, as a vessel to speak to your people and encourage us and give us something that will change us and make us better in our walk with you tonight. We give you the honor and the glory and the praise for these things. And everyone said in Jesus' name. Clap your hands to the Lord as you're seated tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. That's it. The, the phrasing might seem a little... Um, funny there when it says he was not what what that is saying is he was and then he was not (laughs) for God took him God translated him little is known of Enoch from what we find in the canon of scripture there is a book of Enoch but it's um for the most part, now this is, this is really a complex thing to get into, but for the most part, this is just a fact. This is not where I stand on anything. I'm not even getting into that. But for the most part, it's not accepted in Judaism or Christianity um, and is regarded as non, 
canon, non-inspired uh, scripture. Jude in the New Testament does quote a prophecy of Enoch's, but even this is it's not necessarily evidence to suggest that it's taken from a divinely inspired book of Enoch. Um, but again, I'm not here tonight to debate uh, the, the mysteries of the book of Enoch or whether or not it's um, something that we should accept or not accept. What we do know of Enoch is that he was the great-grandfather of Noah. We do know, if you keep reading on down just a little bit, you'll get, you'll get to Noah in just a few verses in those genealogies. And, and we, uh, we know that he's the great-grandfather of Noah. We know that he lived on the earth for 365 years. We know that he did not die, but he was translated or taken by God from the earth. And we see this not only in our opening text, but if we, uh, if we look in what we often refer to as the, uh, the hall of faith in Hebrews 11, in verse 5 it says, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. It's kind of funny in that verse because it says God took him. It says he was not found. So that makes me think that somebody was looking for Enoch. <laughs> One day, he's just gone. I don't know if some, somehow, some way the Lord let somebody know what he did, but uh, Enoch was just gone. Funny to think about. It's just the way my mind works. <clears throat> I like to... Maybe I'm the one that's creating non-canon scripture in my head about these little side stories <laughs> about what went on. <clears throat> Should be careful about that, I guess. But he was just, God took him. He translated him. And the only other person that we uh, see in the scripture being translated um, in some form or fashion by God is the prophet Elijah. We know that Elijah didn't see death, but God took him from the earth. Now we know Elisha saw him. We, nobody was, you know, it wasn't a huge question about where's Elijah. Somebody could at least say, yeah, I saw him uh, get taken by chariots of fire and, and it was, he's gone. Confusing probably still, but at least there was some context as to what happened. But that's the only two that we see in the scripture that uh, God takes them off the earth. But rather than discuss the mystery and the intrigue surrounding Enoch, because it is a very, he's an interesting person to look at. It's, it's interesting to think about uh, some of the things that, you know, the, the few mentions that we have of him throughout Scripture. It, um, it's kind of mysterious. But rather than get into all that, I'd simply like to look at Enoch's example. And we see in Hebrews that. He had this testimony, it says. He pleased God. And we see it stated twice in our opening text in Genesis that Enoch walked with God. Hebrews says that he did not see death. Genesis says that he was not, for God took him. 
in our walk with God, in our walk with God, we will have hills and valleys. We're going to have mountaintops, and we're going to have the valley of the shadow of death. We're going to have good days. We're going to have bad days. We're going to have happiness. We're going to have sorrow. We're going to have laughter. We're going to have tears. It rains on the just and on the unjust. But, I want to look to the testimony of Enoch and tell you that when you walk with God, there are some things that you won't see. When you walk with God, there are some things that you won't face. Y'all have to get with me here. You'll get where I'm going in just a second. There are some things that God will snatch you out of and snatch you away from when you have a walk that's pleasing to God. Amen? I may still have to face uh, some life on this earth, but I'm still earning wages in the kingdom. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. Well, Enoch didn't see a natural death, but I'm not going to have to see the wages of sin that is death when I have a walk with God and when I'm living a life that's pleasing to God. I'm not earning sin's wages even if I have to face things in this life and on this earth. I'm still earning wages in the kingdom of God. Even when I fall flat on my face, my employer is very forgiving and I'm still collecting wages in the kingdom. And I've got great benefits. In fact, He loadeth me daily with benefits. You can't beat the benefits working in the kingdom of God. Amen? And so it doesn't matter if I have to face some things in this life and face some hardship and trials and whatever it is in this life. When I have a walk with God, there are some things that I will not endure, that I will not have to suffer, that I will not have to face because God will snatch me out. Come on, somebody. In many instances, I have suffered the consequences of my actions. How many can raise your hand and think of a time that I suffered the consequences of my actions? The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. Well, that's talking about an eternal death. That's talking about an eternity away from God as a result of living a life of sin. That doesn't mean that when I fall flat on my face or I make a mistake that I'm earning sin's wages, but I might face some consequences. I might, uh, I might reap the fruit of what I've sown sometimes. And I thank God for times even in my own life, and I've seen it in others' lives, that, that God blocked what could have happened because someone made a mistake. And God is merciful, but... Sometimes we will face the consequences of our actions. And I have suffered the consequences of my actions more than a few times. But I have never been forsaken by God. I have never been without the mercy of God. I have never been where I couldn't reach up and take the hand of God and I'm still walking with God instead of walking away 
Does anybody hear what I'm saying tonight? I may have suffered some consequences of my action and of sin in my life, but I have not walked away from God. I have not been away from God because He's walked away from me. And that's what I'm trying to tell us tonight. Many people, when they, they, uh, they make mistakes, they fall flat on their face, they, they've, uh, you know, they've backslid, they've been a pew prodigal, they've had sin in their life, they get discouraged and they walk away from God. And they go to a place where it, those benefits are not loaded on them daily. And while God is reaching for them, and God still loves them, and God still even is probably preserving them more than they deserve, they're in a place where they're not walking with God. They're in a place where their life is not pleasing to the Lord, and you're going to suffer some things because of that. When you decide to live a life apart from God, you're going to suffer some things that you wouldn't suffer if you were in the house of God, if you were in covenant with God, if you were in a relationship with God. That's just the way it works. If it didn't work that way, there would be no need for salvation. There would be no need for the blood of Jesus. There would be no need to be baptized or filled with the Holy Ghost because we're all fine no matter where we're at. There's a difference in your life when you walk with God or you don't walk with God. And people have forgotten that today. They think it I, I can I can, you know, I can hold hands with God and I can hold this hand holding on to my past or holding on to this sin and the Lord's not going to know about it. Nobody's going to know about it. They're doing things that are not pleasing to God. And I'm not trying to beat us up tonight, but I'm trying to help us remember that there is a line, there is a difference between walking with God and not walking with God. And I have benefits when I walk with God, and I'm going to suffer some consequences when I don't. Because that's, that's the way it is. Sin will separate us from God. And I've learned many lessons in my life the hard way. Even being... In church, I have not always lived my life in a pleasing manner to the Lord. In fact, just about as displeasing as you can be, I have lived. And I thank the Lord for His mercy, but I've learned many lessons the hard way. I've learned lessons that I wish that I had just listened in the first place and never had to learn them the hard way. Many things in my past, I wish that I had listened to God. I had listened to the preacher. I had listened to the Word of God. I had listened to wise counsel and godly counsel in my life, but instead of having to learn the hard way. And I, I know being a youth pastor, I, when I was a youth pastor, I don't know how many times I would tell them, I'm telling you this because I don't want you to have to learn the hard way like I did. Yeah, I went through it and I, 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 you know, I, I came through it with the Lord's mercy. But if you don't have to go through that, I don't want you to. Because no matter how powerful the testimony is, the greatest testimony is that I kept walking with God when I could have walked away. I'm thankful for the mercy of the Lord, but I'm thankful for the keeping power of the Lord. I'm telling you, these people that say, I'm, I'm going to walk away for a little while and work on my testimony. Don't make sense. You might get deeper than you want to get. 
I'm telling you, sin will take you farther than you ever meant to go. It'll keep you longer than you ever meant to stay. That I would rather stay in covenant, in a walk with God, stay in the house of God, than have to, yes, I know the Lord can snatch me out of anything and, and pull me out of the pit of, of sin and transgression and, and my iniquity and He can wash me white as snow, but I would rather just stay. There are things that I wish that I could piece back together for myself. That I messed up. That I did when I didn't live for the Lord like I should. And I'm thankful for the Lord's mercy, but I still wish that I could just take that and put it back together. I wish that I didn't learn some things the hard way. I'm not trying to fuss at us tonight, church. I'm trying to help us remember that there's a difference between walking with God and not walking with God. And so I want to encourage you tonight. This is what I want to help us with tonight, church. Have a walk with God. Nourish your walk with God. Prioritize your walk with God. Pay attention to your walk with God. Make sure every day that you've got your cross on your back and you are walking with God. Make sure every day that you are dying to your flesh, that you are nailing your flesh to that cross and you're feeding the Spirit and you're feeding the things of God in your life. Nourish your walk with God. That's what I want to encourage us with tonight. Nourish your walk with God. I want it to be said of me like it was said of Enoch. If, 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 if I lived long enough and we're here long enough that, that, I, that I'm not in this world any longer, I die of old age, hopefully old age and not something crazy that happened to me. I'm not going skydiving anymore. I've, I've eliminated that possibility. But if I, if I live to the point that I, I die of a, a, a nice old age, I want it to be said of me more than anything else that Jake walked with God and he was not. He was not a quitter even though he was faced with hardship. He was not a backslider, even though his faith was tested at times. He was not a cynic, even though he was hurt sometimes. He was not offended, even though he got wounded sometimes. He was not forsaken, even in the valley of the shadow of death. He was not discouraged, even though he got disappointed sometimes. He was not burned, even when he walked through the fire. He was not drowned, even when he walked through the water. He was not swayed or compromised by false doctrine and every false wind of doctrine. He was not seduced even when the world tempted him. He was not utterly cast down even when he fell flat on his face. He walked with God and he was not. He walked with God and God snatched him out of some stuff. God kept him. God preserved him. God gave him peace. God gave him joy unspeakable and full of glory. God fought his battles. God blessed those that blessed him and cursed those that cursed him. Come on, somebody. He had a walk with God. That's what I want to be said of me. Does anybody want that testimony tonight that I pleased God and I walked with God? I tell you what, 
There are some places that you'll be saved from when you have a walk with God. There are some places that you'll be saved from when you follow Jesus. There are some consequences that you won't have to endure because you knew that your body was the temple of the Holy Ghost. Oh, come on, somebody. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I'm saying, I'm telling you again, there are some consequences, there's some hardship and heartache and heartbreak that you won't have to face. If you'll remember, my body is not my own. It's the temple of the Holy Ghost. I am not my own. I'm a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God because it's my reasonable service. There's some heartache that you won't have to face because you chose holiness and righteousness and consecration unto the Lord. There are some things that you won't have to face if you'll have a walk with God. I want it to be said of me that I had a walk with God. Again, I'll tell you that there are some things that I learned the hard way that I I wish to this day, I wish I didn't learn it that way. I wish I had just listened. There are consequences that endured and, and, and troubled me years of my life because of one moment of weakness or one bad decision or giving in to sin. And I can tell people now, I've been there and you don't want to go there. And, and maybe that's the, the silver lining of that. But I still would rather just listen to the Lord and obey the voice of the Lord and have a walk with God and not have to, not have to work on my testimony, as some say. I'm going to come to, clo- to close in just a minute if the musicians want to come. This is just the word that I have for us tonight, church. I, I told you I didn't want to keep you long tonight, but I, I do want to help you. What I, my desire tonight for us is this, is that we would take an inward look, that we would examine ourselves. We, you know, we're, we're still right here at the beginning of the year, and, and we want to we wanna start strong, and we want to do everything and be everything God called us to be. Well, you got to look at your walk with Him. I don't, I don't want to, to just have an appearance of having a walk with God. I don't want to just have the uniform on for having a walk with God. I want to walk with God. I want to talk with God. I want to hear the voice of the Lord in my life. He's a, the Bible says, there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's my my friend. He's not just my God. He's my friend. He's not just my God. He's my Father. I want a relationship with Him. I want a relationship with Jesus. I want to nourish, just like natural relationships, I want to nourish my relationship with God. When it comes down to it, I want to make decisions that will strengthen my relationship with Him, not, not harm it, not tear it down. I want to make, I, I, I want to, to, to err on the side of holiness. 
I want to err on the side of righteousness. I, 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 I would rather be too fanatical and too committed, maybe some think, than, than, than skirt the line. And it hurt me in the long run. I, church, I'm trying to, to help us tonight to take a good look at our walk with God. I want us to look at Enoch's example, and you can stand with me tonight. I want to look at Enoch's example, and I want to have it said of me, He walked with God. And He was not. Again, I know I'm I'm playing on words there, but He walked with God and He was not forsaken. He was, was not utterly cast down. He was he he was hurt. He was wounded. He was tempted. He was tried. He was faced with hardship. But he wasn't a quitter. He wasn't someone who would charge God foolishly. He wasn't someone who would curse the Lord. He was not that. I tell you what he was. He was blessed. He was preserved. He was loaded daily with benefits. He was was full of joy unspeakable. Full of glory. He was walking in authority and power in the Holy Ghost because he walked with God. And I know that's pretty simple tonight, but how profound it is when we grasp that. When we realize if it comes down to the end of my life, more than anything else is said about me, I want it to be said, he walked with God. There's not much that we can take from Enoch, but we can look at that example. He walked with God. This was his testimony that he pleased.